so basically, um, his uh, release, his, his jizz, once it uh, is uh, released inside you, it uh, it's like an aphrodisiac. You just never stop coming. He literally has to go in. Scoop it out? Take it all out, <laughs> yep. What? Do you have a suction thingy? How does he do it? A vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to Romancing the Monsters. I'm M. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. There was like a question mark. <laughs> I, maybe Seth. I don't know. Maybe I don't know who I am. Who am I? Who am I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll discover that today, perhaps. Um, so today we have one of our favorite kind of episodes on the podcast, which is our catch up and chill episodes. Uh, essentially, we each of us has a list of all the books, TV shows, movies, whatever. There may be surprises, firsts today. Who knows? Um, things that we love or that we've been loving at the moment or that we are loving at the moment. Verb tense. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I'm sick. Okay. That's a, a warning at the beginning of this episode. I'm currently sick. So if I sound a little uh congested that's why apologies for the annoying voice also the fun thing about recording in advance is that i realized today that in we recorded the devil in winter episode yesterday and in it i said that i had a sore throat and i was like this one that we're currently recording is going up in a couple weeks and then devil in winter is going up like four or five weeks after that <laughs> so i was like <laughs> For people listening, this doesn't make any sense. Or like when we mentioned in Again the Magic that S was sick, I was like, oh, she's still poorly. But then I realized that the episode where we mentioned it the first time was like our bite-sized, which is coming out in December. <laughs> oh my so, god. Yeah, so here's, you know, a little look into the behind the scenes. We record these all out of order. Yeah, there's an order to us. And way in advance. Yeah. Way in advance. So, anywho... If there's an annoying voice today, it's me, and I'm sorry. Um, so, who wants to start? I will admit I am not prepared. No? <laughs> not prepared at all. He no. So, I'm going to just half-ass it today. You're allowed to be because you're sick. Yeah. Who's, who wants to start? I feel like S never starts. I always start. Always. No, you never start. <laughs> you never start in these. Do you? I feel like I do. I'm going to go back to uh, listen to all of our catch-up and chills just to see who starts. And then I'll make a tally and let you know. Okay. Do you want me to start? No, I can go. It's fine. Okay. 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 So for my first book, it's going to be... Um... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I should probably mention before we go into this that this is going to be the last catch-up and chill of 2021. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'll be back in 2022 with more, but this is the last one, so... There might be more books on our lists than the usual because, you know, we break all the rules. Okay, S, first book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my first book is uh, Bitter Heat by Mia Knight. Ooh, yeah. This book, this fucking book. So 
I heard about this book back in 2019 when it first came out. Um, and for, for whatever reason, I don't think I read the blurb, but I saw somewhere that it, it had to do with like a couple stranded in like a cabin. Um, like mar- marriage in trouble, right? Yeah, but I, I thought like uh, this was an estranged husband. He lives out in the woods. He's like a lumberjack type. Ooh. Um, that's that's the assumption that I made, and I was completely oh. wrong. Oh. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> so I heard about it. I, I saw the little tidbit, and I, I made assumptions, and I didn't bother adding it to my TBR. Why? You don't like the lumberjack? Back in 2019, Character? it wasn't. I don't think it was something that. It wasn't doing it for you. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't my moment for it. But <laughs> I saw a quote about this book on Twitter. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, this is this is is this a lumberjack book? Or is this so I did more research on it. I looked it up. I read the blurb and I was like, okay, I'm adding this to my TBR. But then I heard that it ends in a cliffhanger. There was no release date for the next book. Still to this S- day? Still to this day, I think there's no release date. I just know that the author's still working on it. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait it out. I'm gonna wait until the second book comes out. But I couldn't wait. I was she really anxious. She couldn't wait, listeners. She couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll start it. And this is the book I started a little bit after I got sick. This was my comeback okay. book that I read. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do I need a comeback book? <laughs> you need one. Well, actually, S was on the brink of death. So I feel like you deserved a comeback book more than I did. So this was my comeback book. And I <laughs> I devoured it. Like, I I sucked it up. I sucked. Cause yeah, you did, girl. I, I, literally. No, no, no. But... um. <laughs> It was, it was, it's a really good book. It's, so it's a second chance. It is raw. It is steamy. It's a dark romance. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah. And you know how I love like my psychotic grumpy. Yes, Yes, we are psycho. We're adding another one to the list. So it's about Jasmine Hennessy, who is the illegitimate daughter of, to the Hennessy Empire. And being illegitimate, she didn't grow up with her sisters or her father. So she always tried to she always tried to find ways to like to win her father's approval. Um, when she's in her twenties, her father arranges for her to marry some dude. I don't remember his name. He doesn't really matter. But um, oh, he's not the lead. He's not the lead. No. Oh, okay. So okay, she's okay. she's arranged to marry this guy, and she, and she's saying yes to everything because she wants to win her father's love and trust and whatnot. But then she laid she lays eyes on the actual hero and she just like throws everything away and basically ends up getting married to the to the guy, to our hero. His name is James Roth. But getting with him, there's consequences, there's a lot of heartache, her father disowns her, and then um there's like revenge thrown in there. And then um but the book starts off with Jasmine running into her ex, her now ex-husband. And it's been five years since they've seen each other. And like right off the bat, like it's it's crazy. Like not crazy like that, but I don't even know how to explain it. But it's just, it's intense. Their relationship mm-hmm. is really intense. It's toxic. Um, huh. He basically, he's not afraid to hurt anyone to try to get to her. He doesn't care about anybody's feelings just as long as he has her. 
How did he let the divorce happen? He didn't. She kind of, the divorce was forced. Like she, like some shit went down and she had asked for her father to kind of force his hand to sign and get a divorce. If not, he wouldn't have let, he wouldn't have let it happen. So you, the second book is following the same couple? It's the same couple, yeah. Their story continues because it, it ended in a little bit of a cliffhanger. Interesting indeed. Uh, it's a book that's been on my TBR for a while. It's uh, been on yours, yeah? Oh, yeah, for oh, a while. Inter- interesting. Uh, been meaning to read it just because I had heard that it was Marriage in Trouble and that mm-hmm. it was kind of dark romance. And I know that, um, is it Mia Knight? Maya Knight? Mia um, mm-hmm. I know that she writes uh, Mafia as well. So I was like, ooh, interesting and... Yeah, so, you know, making me interested to uh, maybe bump it up a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> so bump we'll it see. up to, like, um, 5,000 and two from exactly. 10,000 yes. and yes, five. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you something, Seth, okay? What? A book is more likely to be read on my TBR if it's one of the last ones that I've added, Okay. I look at the the last like one hundred books that I've added the most. So <laughs> Oh my god. Well good thing we have our um Face Your Monster episodes. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why I would pick up a book that's like in the first three pages of my TBR. Because you know, it's like <laughs> seventy pages long. Um all right. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Who's next? Seth. How about you go next? You're never sandwiched in the in the middle. Okay. All right. I mean, let me be in the middle, <laughs> I guess. Um, okay. So I don't know what to start with. Should I start like vanilla or should I? No, start start vanilla. I'm feeling start it. Start vanilla? All right. Yeah. Okay. So my first mention is actually two books, but it's by the same author in the same series. Cheater. Um, Shut up. We said we're not following any rules today. Anyways, okay, so I'm going to be talking about the Bergman brother, not brother, siblings yes. or the family, yes. um, by Chloe Lice. So the first mm-hmm. one, it's book three in the series, and I just for some reason never got around to it. Um, it's Ever After Always. And so this one is like us. It's like a marriage in trouble, and it's um, the eldest uh, child in the, the family um, and her husband, Aiden, who's like been a part of the family for like, obviously since they were married and um, Freya, which is the main girl wants a divorce because she feels like her marriage has reached like its end and um, she no longer feels joy in this marriage. And then Aiden is, is obviously thrown for a loop because he kind of <laughs> didn't know where this was coming from. He didn't think like, of course, like, he knows, like, there was, like, no sex happening and, like, things like that. But, like, he didn't think they were at that point where, like, divorce was imminent. Um, and, yeah, so that book was really good in terms of, like, them finding each other again and falling in love again. And I, like, it was just, like, such a realistic take. Like, I've obviously never been through, not obviously, but I've just never been through, like, a divorce or anything like that. But, like, just, like, what's in there in terms of, like, having therapy sessions, like, trying to, like, find things you love each other, like, love about each other again. And, like, also in this book, um, the main guy, he's battling crippling anxiety to the point where, like, things are, like, he can't even, like, stand or, like, he can't even, like, have sex like that's how bad his anxiety gets and like also this book mentions lisa clay pass which i loved <gasps> yes yes so like the we brothers... love romance inception yes <laughs> so basically the brothers um so the bergman brothers 
there's one, he loves reading and he ends up reading romance books. And it's just something that happens in the family. Like their dad also loves like romance books too. He would read a chapter a night to like his wife. Um, anyways, so I know it's so cute. And so basically this brother recommends, um, Tempt Me by Twilight, which is, um, Harry and Poppy's book. has not read that one. No. (laughs) And um, obviously for reasons that I don't want to spoil for us, um, this book kind of like mirrors their story in a way Mm. um, in terms of like where they are in their relationship. And I just like I loved it because like I love Lisa Claypass and I love this writer. So I just thought it really worked um, just quite well. And then the second book that I read because like I just couldn't stop like reading these books. I love the first one well, third one um, was With You Forever, which is the fourth book. And it was like I think it's the newest book right now. And it's about Axel, which is, like, the eldest son in the family. And he's always, like, the silent, grumpy one. And, like, he's, Why like... Why do they all have very sexy names? I have Because they're say. all sexy. They're all, like, yeah, um, well. Swedish, I think. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. They're Swedish. Um, Are they blonde? Uh, yes. But I don't think Axel... Is that a stereotype? <laughs> I, no, no, no. I think they are blonde. But I don't think Axel was blonde. Okay. He's the black sheep of the family basically yeah he's like the silent one he always like separates himself from the family because like crowds Mm. aren't something he's comfortable with and like his he has a big family um and so basically he enters into a marriage of convenience with uh Rooney which is like a friend of the family so she is actually the best friend of the girl in the first book Willa and so she's just, like, kind of always had this, like, I guess little crush on Axel, but, like, she never thought it was reciprocated um, because he's always been so closed off and so silent towards her. Um, but anyways, he needs a wife to unlock his inheritance from his uncle because he wants to fix their family home. And anyways, the story really just gets started with them and, like, actually just being in a little, like, little house together and, like, just falling in love. I love Marriage Convenience, which is, like, why this book was, like, one of my favorites of the year. Because, man, like, he was so cute. And, like, she was so cute. And, like, I just love how this book felt so, like, fresh in the sense where, like, this um, this author really talks about, like, things that people don't talk about. Like, in this book itself, um, the heroine had IBS, which irritable bowel syndrome. It's not something that you actually read about in books and, like, they actually talk about it like it's um, not something to be shameful about. Like, because it isn't. It's, like, obviously a chronic condition and this character has it. And I just love that it was just, like, it was just there, you know? Like, she mentioned it. She's like, yeah, I have this. And uh, also, like, the the hero in this book also um, has ASD. And so, like, it just, I don't know. I just love this author. I just think the series is really good if you're into like great great heroes and like great heroines and like who deal with real life problems like I just I don't know these books are just awesome I especially like the um marriage in trouble trope just because I feel like it's extremely relevant to today Mm -hmm. uh you know divorce rates are at an all-time high especially after a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) high before Um, But also, like, I just think the concept of, like, some people really do break up slowly in the sense that it's, like, they wake up one day and they look at their, you know, quote-unquote loved one and they're, like, I don't feel that connection with you anymore. I don't feel that love. We're comfortable together. We're, you know, friends in a way. 
and we agree on many things, but yet I don't love you anymore. Or like that spark is not there anymore. And it's a very sad concept. And so I feel like turning it into, you know, a second chance at love type of type of scenario is is you know can heal some people can give them hope that yeah maybe we should try again to fall in love again I feel like sometimes it's a common misconception I feel like in this book they mention it like the character herself she just Mm -hmm. like always thought like you know love would be there like it would just be like those two against the world yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and like the therapist was like are you kidding marriage is hard hard staying in love is hard you need to choose to love that person every day hi Violet Bridget <laughs> you have to choose love every day <laughs> um anyways yeah i just like i don't know i just i think this series is important because it does talk about things that aren't explored in romance novels and even like in general society like in our world i just feel like it's just a good to you know just escape in a romance novel where these things are talked about yeah absolutely agreed Okay, so moving on from (laughs) contemporary to fantasy, um, because the first book on my list, and I wish I could have read the second book in time for this, but alas, I did not manage that. Uh, But the first book on my list is Daughter of No Worlds by Carissa Broadbent, I think is her name. That's on my list. So I'm going to try not butcher this synopsis, but like it's a fantasy book. And also Mm -hmm. I didn't write notes. So like, please bear with me. (laughs) But essentially, this book is about Tasana, who is a slave. Uh, So at the beginning of the book, she's a slave. She has this like traumatic background where her village was killed off and she was taken as a slave. um, And then she was bought by this very rich man. Um, who's essentially like a lord of some land and um, she's trying at the beginning of this book to buy back her um, freedom okay and she manages it so that's not a spoiler this is like first or second chapter she manages to, to 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 get all the money to buy back her freedom and she presents that to her master and he's like psych <laughs> He's like, you really think I was going to let you buy yourself back? I don't um, think is so. This, is this guy the love interest? No, he's not. He, he's not. Um, but they do have this very interesting relationship where it's like, it's complicated. You know, like she did have a weird sense of not love, but affection for this man. But she 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 can see how that was kind of twisted and... It wasn't real for the most part. It was kind of like Stockholm Syndrome-ish, even though Stockholm Syndrome is not real. Yeah. Uh, But, you know. Um, So anyway, so she kills him. (laughs) Again, not a spoiler. And she escapes his kingdom and tries to make it to the Orders because um, Tasana is a magic wielder, so she has uh, powers. Um, So she's trying to make it back to um, the Orders who have um i think it's the moon and the sun or something like that i'll be honest i don't remember the specific terms that are used in the book but uh her people are within the order so she's trying to get there and like you know become an apprentice and they're like okay but she's way older than you know most apprentices because usually they start you know training at like eight years old or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's like 24 or something she might be 19 i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) She's an adult. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, so anyway, so they're like, well, unfortunately, we have no other mentor for you available right now, except Max, Max and Terrius, Mr. Grumpy Guy, okay. who has renounced on his role within the army. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm over this life. I just want to tend to my little garden, have my little <laughs> house, live alone, away from everyone and everything. Don't bother me. But then the order is like, well, actually, you're going to have to train this girl. So she goes with him and they have this like budding, like, you know, friendship, but like it's reluctant friendship. And then they kind of have to, they become more and more friends. And then obviously it turns into lovers. Um, but it's so it's like a... Is it mentor, mentee, or like uh, apprentice, master type of romance, Ooh, I guess you could yeah. say? Um, and there's an interesting aspect to this story, which I cannot really reveal without spoiling things. So I'll say that um, there's a venom aspect to this book. Someone described it as that. And I, it's sorry, very- venom as in like hot ass uh, alien living inside you? Yeah. Oh. So, so anyway, it was, it was, it was a very good book. Like I really enjoyed it and I'm excited to see where it goes next. Cause obviously this is the first book in a fantasy bo- uh, world. So uh, serious, sorry. So like usually, you know, the first one is never the best cause it has to do a lot of work for yeah. you know, setting things up and, um, but it did, a, it, 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 I think it did a great job of setting things up and making you really care about these characters and leaving you like, wow, I don't, I don't know where we're going to go from this cause seems depressing and dark <laughs> um do you know how many books are gonna be in the series or i believe it's three okay and she's currently writing the third one so. okay you had me at a grumpy hero that loves to garden yeah <laughs> definitely definitely grumpy hero who loves to garden but also <laughs> like deep down he's got a big heart you know he's that kind of hero okay who mm-hmm. essentially said i'm never going to war ever again but then he sees you know the woman that he loves going off to war and he's like fuck it i guess i'm going <laughs> so does this series you said it's fantasy does it have like yeah. like faded mates or anything like that or is it just like fantasy as in like fantasy world not that i'm aware of okay uh it's mostly just magic and i'm at like a fantasy world with okay. a venom venom ish character question mark yeah that's been on my list so uh hopefully i get to it sometime you know ever in my life yeah. see i'm not promising it'll be my next read this time you guys noticing that yeah i don't trust when seth says oh it's gonna be my next read because no as, it never is in the moment it is my next read but then i don't know what happens and i just but then the it. episode ends and she's like Bye. <laughs> but also she's Jokes. by the end of the episode she's said it about like eight different books so <laughs> We already know she's lying. So let's let's say let's see if she says it's about my next book. Okay, okay. So. Then let's hear it. What's your next book? <laughs> so mine is the second book in the Bonds That mm. Tie series oh, by okay. Jabri mm. Savage Bonds. So I'm gonna try to convince you girls. <laughs> To read Reverse Harem. <laughs> to to let this be your first Reverse Harem. Tonight um, is the night. All right. She's gonna and you mentioned us. book one in the previous Ketchup and Chill, right? Or was that? Did she? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was episode five. Yeah. Four? I mean, Ketchup and Chill five. five. 
Yeah, so if you want to hear S's thoughts and also G's thoughts on it, uh, go to episode five. Check well, out the catch other. Catch up until five. Not episode five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this series, it has my heart at the moment. Like, I am obsessed. So basically, just a little quick reminder. It's about this girl named Ollie. She has five uh, bonds who are North Knox, Griffin, Atlas, and Gabe. It starts off, the first book starts off that she was in a car accident, she loses her parents, she runs away, she's on the run for five years, she's captured, and then she's uh, given, she's handed over to her bonds, and like her bonds are like pissed off because she, they think that she's a brat, she ran away, she has no good reason, uh, she put them through hell, but you know, there are reasons why she ran away. And with this this second book, like we go, so everybody in this world has some type of like gift or power. And so when you find your bonds and when you complete the bond, when she sleeps with each guy, um, they combine powers and they become like really powerful. They become like the <laughs> this is next level avatar. No, not the avatar. What was that show that we liked where they, they like assembled and became like a like a huge oh voltron voltron <laughs> <laughs> it's like voltron oh my god i miss voltron i never got to finish that series so they all have sex then they assemble they become no 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 like no <laughs> like there's like a lot of shit happens a lot of shit goes on a lot of things that we don't know about mm. but essentially that's what needs to happen mm. and she's not allowing that oh okay. even in book two no you can't spoil that can you I can't. I can't. No. 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 Um, God damn it. I know. But she's she she's in the first book. She tries not. She tries not to because it's consequences. Shit happens. But this there's this little there's this part in book two where one of the guys his power is that he has nightmare creatures. So when he gets mad, like he kind of like releases like all these like hideous scary creatures and like. He's a he has a little smoke puppy that's that like stays hidden like within his behind his ear inside his hair and he like comes out all protective. So he's the one that doesn't want anything to do with the with Ollie, the main girl. Yeah. But he allows that smoke puppy to kind of protect her and like sleep with her. And everybody thinks it's like a spy. But who knows if it's a spy or not. But it's, it's like a cute little puppy. Like a cute little uh, baby Doberman that's like sitting on Aww. your freaking shoulder. And then it, it grows big when it wants to grow big. It sleeps next to you or next to the girl. Do they interact with each other or not? They do. They they live no, together. But, uh, so I mean like sexually interact with each other. <laughs> like with the guys right yeah, now? Yeah. Like, uh, No interesting except unless you want me to tell you a little something you're gonna have to tell me girl you're trying to convince me here all right listeners if you don't want to know skip ahead skip like ahead. three minutes okay three minutes <laughs> so <there's... laughs> okay so in the in the first book there's a scene with this guy Knox, the one that he hates her like completely fucking hates her um, where he kind of like forces himself on her in a way. Safe space. Oh my god, we are going to hell. <laughs> I know. And we are going to enjoy it. That's the worst part. Oh my god. He he kind of like forces. So he kind of forces himself on her, and he tries to get her bond to wake up and to kind of wake his bond up, so they can like mm. actually, cause cause she has this bond inside. It's like another like 
I feel like it's like a separate being that when that bond wakes up, it kind of takes over mm. and like it's it controls you basically. So oh. he tried to like kind of like coax that bond out. Um but it didn't it didn't happen. Um Why can't so in just this be that one guy. I know. I kind of right? just want him. <laughs> Is he the same guy who did the the belly thing when she had her period? Is that the same? No, guy? that was Griffin. Oh, okay. That was that was Griffin. Um oh, he's amazing too. Okay, so there's that Griffin that did the whole thing with her. She had uh cramps and he used his powers to help her. So he's the okay, so in the second book, he's the one that she bonds with. So she's kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say forced, but she's, something happens where she has to sleep with one guy each night, but they Love tr- try trope. to keep it, <laughs> they try to keep it um, platonic and like, um, uh-huh. no emotions involved. No, no emotions involved. So when it's Griffin's night, she goes into his room and he's taking a shower and she smells another female's perfume <gasps> on his bed. Wait, so do they bond sleep with other women as, like, they're with other, like, with her? No, 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 no. So, like, when she enters the page from, like, book one, are they with other people? Uh, I believe Nox is the, the one that hates Damn her. Damn Nox, man. And he brings other girls around her to make her jealous. And just, he gets so mad. He's, <laughs> he's really the last one to bond with her. I think so, too. So, okay, so she she it's Griffin's night. She goes into his room, he's taking a shower, and she goes near his bed, gonna get ready to lay down, and she smells some other girl's perfume, and her bond wakes up, and she can, like, try to control it. Her bond takes over, and her eyes go black. He comes out of the shower, and he sees her, like, what's wrong? And I think she, like, says something like, mine, or something like that, and his bond takes over. Mm. And they just, like, they clash, and, like, they can't control it, their bonds are... Okay, fine. I'm going to read this. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be reading this too. So that the only reason why I, I tell you girls that it's kind of safe that I think you girls, as of right now, you go, girls can read. Like there's no sharing okay. other than That's they, what I wanted to know. there are moments where they all like three, four of them, like they're in the same room sleeping with her, but that's only to kind of take care of her mm. to make sure she's sleeping right. Her power doesn't take over there's no sexual at least there's tension but it's nothing like that where it's like they're sharing i'm shaking my head <laughs> oh, Please. i feel like this is happening it, fucking hell. it is happening it's inevitable i'm i'm hearing yes. all these things and i'm like yep i want to read that yep well seth was right with uh three minutes <laughs> <laughs> welcome back <laughs> welcome back everyone <laughs> but um uh, the Bonsetai, Jaybree. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's there. I'm, I'm not just convincing Marge and Seth. Like, I want everybody to read this. She's trying series. to convince her listeners as well. All right. <laughs> I'm totally uh, switching to another type, a different uh, five people. That made no sense, but it made sense. What? <laughs> what kind of five people are you reading about? <laughs> oh, um, you already read a reverse harem. She, no, no. She, read a, she read a harem book. You know, it's not reverse harem. It's a harem book. <laughs> No, no, guys. Actually, I'm going to burst all y'all bubbles. And it's actually a Turkish show. (laughs) Oh. That transition, though. That transition. It was was a nightmare. Anyways, the show, um, I'm recommending that, like, season two just came out. And I binged it all in, like, a day and a half. um, Was Love 101. And it's on Netflix, actually. 
Um, so basically a quick uh, rundown of the show is the first season basically is about five young high schoolers that um, come together to make sure that they don't get expelled. Um, so one girl's an honor student and like she ends up befriending the four kids that are going to get expelled. But then there was one teacher that voted against uh, the kids getting um, sent out of school. But she's actually leaving um, to another position. She got hired somewhere else. But they don't want her to leave because if she leaves, then they actually are expelled. Because it needs to be like a, you know, everyone needed to vote and like send them out. Anyways, so they be friends, like they become friends with this girl and they all come up with this plan to make uh, this teacher fall in love with a new uh, basketball coach. And so um, kind of, the story kind of starts from there and like they come together, they become like a little found family and yeah, it's just like the story had uh, like everything. It had like great humor, great romance. Um, we had uh, one character who was like my baby. I loved him so much. He's like battling intense depression and alcoholism because like he has a really bad home life. And like it's just like it was heartbreaking. And then like it flashes from like from the past, which is like when they were kids to the future when they're adults. And like they're all meeting back at this one house where um, – they got to know each other and like became friends and you're just kind of waiting to see like who survived and like who's gonna actually come because like they made it seem like by the end of season one that like my guy that I loved died so like season two comes around and like you're still kind of figuring out what's happening and like anyways season two was amazing just as amazing as the first one and like I just highly recommend it if you're looking for like it's actually a quick show it's like eight episodes 40 minutes and like it's just great it's just such a good uh, March show. So short. So, so short. It, it is, okay? And it's just like a fun show. Like I said, about found family, um, intense chemistry. Like, let me tell you, those teachers, amazing. Like, I love, like, the teachers that they forced to fall in love with. Like, they're amazing. So, like, their chemistry was so amazing. <clears throat> Sorry. That they got offered another show to do together. And, like... So they're actually doing a show right now. And like that one is honestly like that has my heart right now. And that one's called a Yargi. But anyway, so basically, uh, it's just like they're just amazing. And like their chemistry is amazing. And it's not just them. It's like the whole show, the five of them together, the kids have amazing chemistry as well. And it's just a really good show. S, you sound like you know the show she's talking about. Yeah. So I, t- I watched it already when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, she watched it before me. I, so I tried watching it. Uh, like two days ago I tried starting the second season but you know how um usually shows the se- the, the second season comes out and you get kind of like a rundown of like the first season so I was waiting for that and for some reason it didn't give me the rundown so I was like uh, I think I'm gonna have to go back either rewatch the last episode to kind of remember how it ended and then dive into the second one if not I think I'm gonna start from the beginning and work my way. But can you watch the other show that they're in right now? Because it's it's amazing. Which one? Seth? It's okay. Send me, send me. I will. I'll send it to you. But let me just give you a quick rundown so you know what it's about. Okay. So basically, shut up. Hello. I've only been talking for like three let minutes. Let her talk, Varn. Um, anyways. <laughs> it's, uh, so he's a prosecutor and she's a defense lawyer. She had her notes. She was prepared to talk about this other show. I have it in my notes, yeah. Just in case. It was going to be my honorable mentions. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Wait, you you did you did tell us you did tell me about this, right? I think the, I did. He's a lawyer. Yeah. So basically, the plot thickens because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Anyways, yeah, she's a def- defense lawyer, and so um, 
His younger brother uh, is a prime suspect in a murder case of a young girl who's found dead in a dumpster. And so basically he hires the main girl to be the lawyer for his brother. And like she's not against hiding evidence or like doing things the wrong way while he's someone that really follows the rules. And anyways, the end of the first episode, it's not really a spoiler, I think it's in the synopsis, you find out that the girl who died was actually the main girl's sister. So it's like, did his brother kill her sister? And is Mm. she going to defend the killer of her sister? I know. Anyways, that... Is it sad? Uh, It's sad, yeah, but like they're just really cute. Like Their chemistry is still amazing. (laughs) All right, I'm done. Uh, Marge, take it away. It's your turn, Marge. Take it away. Okay, so I'm moving on to Paranormal Romance with a book that I don't think Seth enjoyed that much. Oh, okay. What book is it? It is The Sinner by Emma Scott. Yeah. Wow, that was, was a reaction that, and a half. Was it that bad? Seth? No! Oh my gosh, I just said yeah, as in I know what book that I is. I don't know but, that yeah sounded. I don't know about that yeah. Yeah. I didn't I love the book. I didn't love the book either, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Not my favorite Emma Scott book. I think she writes, well, I'm. it's because I'm just used to her books being more like emotional more like you know the inner journey of the characters emotionally and stuff which this book wasn't so much focused on that which is fine like I'm all for authors going out there and trying out new stuff and new genres and you know exploring what else they could write and yeah um, so this book is about uh Lucy Dennings who is kind of an introvert. She works for a nonprofit. She has like the biggest heart. And she is 20 something years old and she's pretty much never been in a relationship. Her dad died. Um, and she feels very alone in the world. One day she's coming back from work and she notices a dead body, you know, close to her apartment. And she's like, the house. Buy a dumpster! By a dumpster. Is this like a thing? Dead bodies next to dumpsters? I mean, I feel like that makes sense, actually. Um, okay, anyways. Yeah. And so she approaches said dead body. She's like, oh, my God. Like, what the hell? And turns out that that dead body in question is actually not dead at all. And it's not a human body. It's an angel's body. Um, <laughs> because the angel in question wakes up. And he's this beautiful, gorgeous man named Casriel. Question, what is a gorgeous angel doing laying down near a dumpster? Well, he What's just happening? crossed. He just crossed over ah. from... Because he's actually not an angel. He's a demon. <laughs> so he crossed over pretty much from hell or like the death realm to her world. Um, listeners can't see your hand um, actions. Yeah, they can't see my my hand gestures. There were hand gestures involved. Um, so anyway, he wakes up and... Um, it's not really a spoiler to say that this is a reincarnation book. Uh, it's also love through the ages. And so Casriel is very much aware of who Lucy is uh, because they were lovers through many, 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 many lifetimes. They were separated um you know, during a traumatic event. And uh, as a result, he became this like demonish prince of hell. 
and she became uh well she was kind of just like constantly reincarnated reincarnated and essentially the whole story is sort of Lucy you know realizing that like because he doesn't tell her because he doesn't really want to force that upon her because he has I think it's seven or eleven days before he's gonna essentially kill himself for real (laughs) he's gonna go out there and ask the like king of hell I guess um to kill him yeah or provoke the king into killing him for real for real so that he can never cross again and like that will just be the 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 end for him uh because he's tired of doing this and he's tired of of um you know seeing lucy sort of being reincarnated like that and just being you know unhappy and stuff so he's got 11 days to try to make her happy he's trying to find her someone who she will live off the rest of her days happily ever after um and to do so, he and Lucy come up with um, a plan, which is to fake date each other. <laughs> uh, because Lucy, all she knows is that he's trying to get his redemption because she knows he's done terrible things. And she's like, all right, like, I'm the key to your redemption. But like secretly for him, it's like, no, I'm actually trying to get you to have like a happy ever after so that I can go and like die and know that you'll be happy without me type of thing so they fake date each each other and um anyways like overall I I quite enjoyed the book um I really liked how the demons were in this book like it obviously I've had more demonish demons before oh she's had them she's had them i liked the concept of the demons are like you know the expression like you have a demon and an angel on your shoulders type of thing like they are literally demons like they actually exist and lucy really struggles with she's very self-conscious she has a very low self-esteem of herself she's constantly like nobody cares about you you don't matter you're not pretty enough you're not intelligent enough you're not wanted or desired blah 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 and essentially those demons are actually like personified as like actual demons that follow her around and like you know insult her and stuff and like make her believe all these things um so I just really liked that that idea behind it and um yeah I mean I don't read a whole lot of reincarnation or love through the ages books yeah I wish there were more reincarnation books to be honest I just yeah. love reincarnation. I just think it's such an amazing concept. And mm-hmm. to, like, have it for a romance, I just feel like it's just so good. Like, those who love the death trope, like, you know, you get reincarnated. You know, you get the the bittersweetness of, like, the death trope. And then, you know, get born again and, like, have the romance again. I don't know. I just think it's such a great trope. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about it as much, and uh, listeners, you can skip ahead uh, to not hear the spoiler, but... In the end, the way it ends, so the epilogue makes it not seem, the the epilogue literally tells you that they, now that they're happy and he's kind of like managed to break the curse, if you will, they both die and they both get reincarnated again and again and again. Yeah. So my pet peeve with that is that for me, what I like about reincarnation things or like love through the ages where there's there's like a curse ish 
aspect to it where like one character needs to get redeemed is that for me at the end once they've resolved that and found their happiness it should just end they shouldn't continue to reincarnate after that because then that's just more trauma and more unhappiness probably to come obviously the epilogue make, made it sound like their lives after that were happy as well but like i i don't know like i would just i would have just yeah. preferred for it to be their last life lifetime together yeah i just feel like reincarnation like at least from like what i've read or seen um in the past i feel like what happens is like they get reincarnated because there's like a bigger evil something to fix to face yeah yeah and like with this book i thought it was so strange i was i kind of felt like i was robbed in the sense where like they reached their happily ever after, but, like, they didn't. Like, they obviously, like, grow and, like, they grow old and they die and then they get born again and, like, they have to, like, go through all these, like, bad relationships until, until they find each other again and then they grow old and die and then repeat and repeat and repeat. And I'm like, yeah. let their souls That's rest. Tiresome. I feel like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, obviously they don't know that. Like, they don't know that they're constantly being, like, reincarnated, but, like, I don't know. It, it, something about it was just off for me yeah but no I, I agree it was like overall a good book like I still enjoyed it yeah but, but I'm excited for uh so his best friend Kazriel's best friend yeah whose name I can't remember right now and her best friend whose name I also can't remember right now um they're gonna have a book and that's gonna be MM so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Sure. So I have an idea. Oh. Um, why don't you, Seth, write your own <laughs> reincarnation <laughs> book? You are so yeah. right. I know. I why should. don't you? I just like I I hate it because you have so many ideas. Like I mean, I'm talking about like in general, and like you just never get around to it. Um, but also, there are tropes that you love so much that you're scared of touching them. Because you know they're difficult. Exactly. And it's like, what in case I'm that one person that writes the story and then everyone's like, no, this is wrong. This is not how reincarnation should be. You know, like that fear. Is just yeah. There. But the thing is, you have, yeah, you have your idea of what you think the best reincarnation plot is. And all that matters is for you to love it. And if you love it, other people will too. And the people that don't, they can fucking get out of here. All right. <laughs> Peer pressuring you into writing a reincarnation book. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, S. Okay. So the next item on my list is a show called Money Heist. Ooh. Mm. Um, this show got me through my sickness as well. Um, <laughs> this is what I watched when I was sick. Um, it's a really good show. Like it's. Like, I'm upset. Like, I already finished, like, all, like, five seasons of oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really wow. good. Um, so, basically, it's about a man that goes by the name of... He goes by The Professor. And he has a plan to pull off one of the biggest heists ever recorded in history. And it's to break into the Royal Mint of Spain to print billions of euros. Damn. Okay. And he ends up recruiting eight people that have a certain level of like abilities and skills that can help pull off the heist. Mm -hmm. um, they all come like, they all come from like different backgrounds of, you know, walks of life and stuff. And uh, it's amazing because the shit goes down and you think like, there's no way they're going to get out of it. Like there's no way for them to pull this off. Yeah. But they have a plan A, they have a plan B, 
They have a plan C just in case, like every type of scenario or, or anything that can go wrong, they have a backup. They are, uh, they'll think about it like on the spot, like we're going to pull this off. It's freaking emotional. It's, it's funny. It's like found family. I love found family. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, it's crazy and frustrating because they'll, there are, there are moments where they're like at each other's throats getting ready like ready to kill each other but if someone comes between them like they'll like they're like the biggest defenders of like their little group their crew um (laughs) and it's just it's really good i highly recommend it um it's like five seasons does each season cover like a different heist the it covers so the first two seasons covers the first heist and then like three to five it takes up the second heist that they end up doing oh okay but it's in Spanish, but I think you can change it to English. And there's like subtitles, uh, subtitles and all that. Like, yeah. like Seth says all the time, you read books anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unless you have ADHD, in which case you probably cannot watch a screen and read subtitles at yeah. the same time. I understand And that. also, let's be honest, the subtitles sometimes aren't the best. and That too. Yeah. They're really not. Just learn no. the language, guys. That's it. <laughs> right just learn Spanish <laughs> that's what you did right with your Turkish shows and how dare you not just do that right <laughs> right can you imagine like you get invested in a show and you're like I'm gonna learn the language I mean right. hello that's me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> is Duolingo like harassing you uh yeah I was so but I got pissed I lost my t- like I was literally on the cusp of 300 days for my streak and I, I sadly lost my streak. Oh. So I'm at day zero. So I need to, like, wow. build that back up again. 300 days? That's the whole year, almost. I know. What the hell? It was, Damn. It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving killed my streak. No thanks to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So my uh, next uh, mention is Craving Tavuk. Tavuk? It's an alien <laughs> book, guys. Yay! by Zoe Draven. So, oh. um, yeah, so this is actually the book with the uh, mystery jizz that you all uh, wanted to know about. Yes. <laughs> um, Finally, after months. I know, guy, right? it's been so long. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is book, I think, four out of the series. Um, I actually did not read the previous three books because... I don't know. I just never got around to it. And I also just really wanted something Zoe Draven and something angsty. And I knew this book delivered on both of that, um, obviously, because it's Zoe Draven. And um, anyways, so this book starts off with a human woman named Stella. Um, she runs a bar or like a pub on an alien planet. And um, she meets the main lead. Well, she already knows him. Um, so basically, he's a frequent visitor um, at this bar. Um, and she's very, very attracted to him. I mean, he sounds hot. And uh, she constantly tries to, like, strike up conversations with him, despite him, like, literally, like, stonewalling her. Like, he legit does not talk to her. Like, he would look at her, but, like, he wouldn't, like, interact whatsoever. He's very hostile, very, very grumpy towards everyone. Um, but he does find her attractive because this book is dual POV. So, like, you know in his head he finds her very attractive, but he doesn't act on it because of his past. And, like, 
things happen and like he does little things where like she thinks she like he hates her completely he um is repulsed by her touch like he would pull away and just like don't ever touch me again and she's like okay great he doesn't find me attractive um but then like he would go early morning to like help pick up like the the beer or whatever for her because like they're big barrels um and like they would just like kind of be friends because she thinks he's not attracted to her and like he has this whole thing with his past going on and it's just like it's a uh, it's like it's sad <laughs> because like we know uh, what's going on with, with them um so basically in his past uh we find out pretty early on that he was a sex slave for like years like since he was a child um and he met his friends that also live on this planet um, I guess doing quote unquote the job, um, obviously I say this lightly because like he was, he was paid for sure. Like, you know, for his services, but like, he was only paid like one credit when like he was promised like 400, like over 400 credits per client. And so, um, I don't know what had happened in that. Cause obviously I skipped book one, two and three. So I don't know what had happened and how they got away from, uh, the, the brothel that they were working at. And basically, the reason why he pulls away is that because he can't stand human touch because a lot of his clients were humans. And, like, it's just, like, it's heartbreaking to read about, but also, like, that angst just delivered so well. And it's, like, he finds her attractive, and he's, like, you know what? It should not be an issue because, you know, I find her attractive. She's not the the people that, you know, bought his body. She's not that. And so... <laughs> Anyways, I just want to tell you one thing really quickly. He, uh, he tries to, uh, you know, have sex with her. Like, he initiates sex because he's like, I can't. Like, I need to be with her. He initiates it, and things seem to be going on. But then he gets soft. Oh. I know. He gets soft, and, like, he runs away. And, like, it was heartbreaking because she's like, oh, my gosh, she's not attracted to me. I did something wrong. And then, like, he kind of is like, you know what? I can be with you. But, like, it's only going to be strictly sex because, like, he, like, he figures it out and kind of, like, works through it. And, like, he knows that she wants, like, marriage and, like, kids and all of that. And, um, anyway, so basically their story is kind of, like, there where, like, they're friends with benefits and marriage is never going to be on the, the table for them. So you never told us what does his jizz do? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, his, uh release his his jizz once uh -huh. it uh is uh released inside you it uh it's like an aphrodisiac you just never stop mm. coming he has to Wait. literally he literally has to go in scoop it out take it all out <laughs> yep what because like you will never no stop way. that's why he was like does such a hot commodity Wait, how do you do that though how do you do how that does she have to jump and like what how they have a suction thingy um <laughs> how does he do a it? vacuum cleaner <laughs> no but i will it. say so not only okay so yes his his jizz is special but he has he legit has a suction cup at oh on top God. of his dick no and way. it hits like the the clit real where it needs to hit you know and uh -huh. like anyways it's just it's a fun time um but no they don't really describe it but i think he like actually like has to like I don't know how he takes it out to be honest I feel like she just like you know wait just comes what out. other what other book had a suction cup was it n not getting no getting over you yeah that one also had a suction cup yeah uh gonna talk about that in a minute um um anyways okay well that's interesting wait actually I don't know he didn't have a suction cup he had something else I don't remember what it is but he had he something had a else going cup. on 
He did. No, no, no. I'm talking about this craving. Oh, this uh, alien. Oh, okay. But, okay, yeah. okay. He I don't remember what it was, cleaner. but it was something there. Anyways, magical but, days. But how do they make babies then? Does she just keep on coming for nine months because his jizz is growing inside of her or something? No, great question. So basically, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> these uh these aliens uh yeah. I don't know what, I forgot what they're called. They have something called a rut. So basically, they just have to like fuck for like days, yes. basically. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, during yes, that yes. time, that's the only time that their like cum is fertile, I believe. And mm. um, that's how babies are made. What is the title again? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's called Craving to Havoc. I will send it to you. But also, I kind of am curious about, like, the other books because the couples do make appearances in this book, so. All right. Um, well, how to move on from that? Um, the last book on my official list, more on that later, um, (laughs) the last book on my official list is called End of the Line by Nikki James. Um, so it's a MM book, um, from the rail rail writers series i think it's called um so anyway uh the characters are leo and killian so the book opens with leo who is in montreal he's running away from something we know he's come he comes from a very wealthy family and uh we know he's a foreigner so he's not from canada but he's in montreal and he's full of blood he's drenched in blood running away He's panicking. He and we know someone's after him, and he makes it to um, like a train station or a train. Uh, I don't remember what they call it, but essentially where they store the trains, I guess something like that. And um, he makes it there, and he's like, "All right, like I have to hop onto a train somehow." And like the trains kind of go by without stopping. Oh. Um, so he's like, I have to hop onto one of them. And he's about to do it. And he's about to literally kill himself because he doesn't know how to do it. Um, and Killian is in the bushes hiding with his found family of friends because they are, I guess, professional in a way, uh, freight hopper hoppers. And so they know how to do this shit. And they see this idiot, you know. <laughs> trying to run after this train and they're like he's gonna kill himself he's gonna kill himself he doesn't know how to do this like he's gonna do it all wrong so killian is like well shit i'm not gonna let this fucking idiot kill himself so he runs after leo and he grabs leo and he like like they run together towards the trees because obviously there's police and stuff because like it's very known that like there's freight hoppers in the area and stuff so there's like police around it and stuff so anyway Brings uh, brings Leo back with him and the whole gang or Leo is like, all right, like clearly you guys need money because they're all um, kind of homeless, but by choice, I guess. Okay. They kind of just like move around. They don't have a home. They just hop onto trains and see wherever it takes them type of thing. Um, so Leo is like, well, I'm rich. I've got money and I need you to like show me how to do this because i need to get away from this town like right now what did he do so they do and it's essentially kind of like a road trip book in a way because they you know hop onto several trains like that and they're kind of on this journey together till the end of the line and then obviously they find they fall in love along the way and leo kind of 
realizes that his life of glitz and glam, which he never really loved to begin with, but he's finding that there's he's 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 got a purpose with these people and that he can finally be himself mm-hmm. and feel like he's, you know, who he was meant to be and not who his father wanted him to be. Yeah. And then obviously um, there's the whole intrigue of someone's running after them. And for the most part of the book, we don't know what Leo has done. So, yeah, it was it was I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Like the beginning is very slow. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And also like Rail Riders is not something that I was like particularly interested in. Yeah. Yet it was done in a way that like the next day after I finished this book, I we were on the the highway and there was a train track and there was trains and I was looking at the trains and I was like oh like <laughs> Killian and Leo would be on these trains and like I was trying to like figure out like because there's like the good um what are they called I don't even remember but like the the good um what are they called the different wagons wagons I guess cabins cabins would you call it a cabin like not passenger trains. You don't hop onto a passenger train that you die. You die. Freight train. Like, yeah, like a freight train. But like, yeah, what is, I don't it, know is what it called, called? Like a wagon or like a like the individual parts. Compartment. No. Nope. I guess we'll call it compartments. Whatever. There's like good ones and then there's bad ones. So like I was looking at the trains, trying to figure out like which one, which ones were the ba- the good ones, the bad ones. Anyways, it honestly like by the end of it, I realized I was actually really attached to these characters, and yeah. it got me a little emotional. And yeah, is it I set really in like present day Montreal or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, essentially, they kind of travel across Canada. They, it starts in Montreal and then it ends um, somewhere in Alberta or something. Whoa, they made it far. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like dead of winter, so it's like hella cold. Ew. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. It sounded really uncomfortable and cold. But, you know, they love it. They love to look at the stars at night for eight hours without moving onto a train. Uh, I don't know. Some people like that, I guess. <laughs> But it was interesting just discovering a different culture. Well, I guess not a culture, but like, you know what I mean? Like a different lifestyle. Yeah. That like some people generally live their life that way. I don't know. It was interesting. I liked it. That's cool. No, and Nikki James is, yeah, the author that wrote Shades of Darkness, right? Yes, which we have an episode on. So if you want to go check that out, it's up there. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed her writing for sure. So I didn't even know you read a contemporary book recently. I did. I did. I did. I'm getting back into contemporary, I guess. Who am I? I don't know. <laughs> um, do you guys have honorable mentions? I guess Seth mentioned one of them. Oh, you got one, another one? I got like two. I have one honorable mention and then um, a monster book. Okay. Who wants to start? Do you want to? You should start us since you're. Um, okay. My honorable mention is the show, which I'm sure you've probably heard about. It's all over the internet. Um, it's called Squid Game. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Um, but in case you haven't heard about it, it's about a contest in which 400 plus players who come from different walks of life and who are really in debt are chosen to partake in a series of children's games that end up having like very deadly penalties if they lose 
Um, and then if they lose, they lose a chance. At, they lose the chance to win a billion dollar prize. And it's freaking crazy. It's addicting. It's there's violence. There's a lot of blood. Um, it's there are moments where you're just like. Um, it's shocking moments where this kind of, I don't want to say found families, but like found friends mm-hmm. that would never like be friends type of thing. Goal. It's really good. I ended up crying in one of the episodes. Yeah, I heard a lot of people cried. I don't know. It just yeah. looks so stressful to me that like, I love K-dramas, it, but I just feel like, damn, this one looks real stressful. No, it it is fucking stressful because you don't think how something i don't know it's just the the way the games are laid out like you think like this is easy anybody can do yeah, this because mm-hmm. they're playing children's games right it's children's games yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like one of one of the first games it's red light green light yeah and i played that the hell out of that game when i was little red light green light you know like that's nothing but question i have for all of us basically if um Someone came up to you and asked you if you wanted to take part in, like, these games to, uh, you know, pay off your debt. What would, what would you, what would happen? Like, would you join the games or? No. I, I would ask questions. How much? <laughs> but, like, doesn't he just show up and he's like, uh, sorry, how does, how does it work? How do you even get chosen for the games? Okay, so, so, okay, the main guy, he's addicted to, I think, like, race horses gambling um and he's very selfish so no oh no um he's a very selfish man so he gets approached by the hot guy and (laughs) tells tells him uh do you want to play a game and like the guy's like leave me alone leave me alone he's like i'll pay you if we're just gonna pay play a simple kids game and I'll give you this much. And so he's like, okay, like, I need that money okay, right now. Okay, then they're stupid. I'd ask questions. And, but it's a simple, you don't really, like, in this, that moment, you're like, it, it, so I think he does question, like, what's the catch or what? He's like, nothing. Like, let's just play a game and I'll give you the money. Hmm. But that leads on to, like, okay, so he loses. And, like, he's, like, desperate. He's like, okay, I'll give you another chance if you let me slap you. Yeah, but whoever oh. is or in charge you... is sadistic as fuck. Like, yeah. they oh, clearly are yeah. after seeing people get hurt. Very, oh, yeah. Like, it, it's a game. It's a game within a game. Mm. Within, a game. Like, within a within game. Within a game. Within a game. So there's, there's, there's a lot of selfish people, a lot of people that just do it for fun because they have money and they want to be entertained. I feel like it just sounds like and, a very exaggerated um, view on our society, like in just in the world of today in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyways, Hawkeye comes up to you and says, I'm going to pay off your student debt. What do you say? Sure, you can slap me around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling oh you, like, God. that actor. I know. He's hot. He is. Damn. Been seeing him all over my timeline. I was like, who the hell? He's the guy from Goblin. Yes. He's the main guy. Yes. I'm going to have to watch Goblin. Don't know about Squid Game. Feels like a little traumatic for me, but <laughs> yeah, Goblin could do. Goblin? I recommend Goblin. <laughs> for real. You get two hot guys um, in there. I feel like I'd say no, just because I get very stressed. 
you know and i'm not very competitive i know it doesn't sound like it but <laughs> i'm actually not very competitive at all i am with myself but not with others yeah and so in a stressful environment where i have to win or else mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah I, I, I would get crushed under the pressure i would I die feel like <laughs> i'm someone that I might get sucked into it just because I don't ask the right question sometimes when I'm under stress. And I could just find myself, you know, in the games and I'd be like, what the heck? How did I even end up here? And then, poop, I die. <laughs> no, I, I would ask questions. Like, let's let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Bring me a notepad and, and a pen. Be like, and... are you offering to me my sugar daddy? Is that what's going on? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> uh, okay, here's the question then. Out okay. of us three, who do you think would win? The Squid Games. My hands shake too much, so I don't think I could uh, do a little, little break the candy out. I don't think I'd be able to do that. You know what? You know, okay, you mentioned that candy, Seth. Marge, do you remember the mazapan yeah, yeah. candy that yeah, I yeah, sent yeah. you? Yeah, that crumbles. Yeah. So on TikTok, there was like a joke saying, oh, like if Hispanics were in like Squid Game, like our game would be trying to open the without candy breaking without it. breaking it. <laughs> without breaking it. I'm just like, that would be, that would be a that would be an interesting game yeah yeah agreed i feel like we would all die unfortunately um unless we uh obviously uh somehow get a hot daddy to uh if i get a hot daddy to protect me and make sure i make it through and win this game then sure sure like is there only one winner in the game or is there like whoever survives wins the money it's whoever survives okay but there's no one survives (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone dies <laughs> yeah there's yeah wow that that's all i'm gonna say wow nice. okay <laughs> talk about vague <laughs> yeah so what's your monster book then yeah tell us about your monster book so the monster book it's claimed by the monster in my closet by wanda violet o <laughs> what a title okay sorry by who wanda wanda violet o it's just about a book where this girl sees like a monster in her closet and like the monster's waiting until she turns uh I want to say 18 but maybe 21. I think 21. <laughs> waiting for her to turn 21. He's just creeping in there. I know. How long has he been in her closet? He's just creeping waiting for her. Ask how long has he been in her closet? Did you check your closet? Is he in there? For a while. I want to say. Um, so it's a stalker book. Ooh, basically, yeah. So he he waits until she's 21. She goes to a club on her birthday, I think. And then this guy approaches her and kind of, she's kind of like drunk. And like he, he, she ends up like confessing like, oh yeah, the monster's gonna come and get me. And like this guy already knows what's gonna happen. So he's kind of like playing along supposedly to her little monster story. But basically he's there to like uh, prepare her for the monsters. Mm. He's like a demon. What? So basically she gets, she gets. (laughs) She's looking looking at the door making sure nobody's nobody's getting it. She she's at the club and like this guy's like okay we're gonna prepare you for the monsters and like, like prepare you sexually or like mentally sexually oh. yeah wait so you said for the monsters gets... with an S monsters yeah oh there's more than one interesting there's more than how one. many live in her closet is it or am I confusing it for another story 
I don't know, girl. I may be confusing it because I read an I read no 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 uh, the, forget it. Um, <laughs> so she's at the club. She the guy tells her that he's gonna prepare her, and she ends up getting banged by like a bunch of like the demons mm. that work for the monsters or whatever. Interesting. Um, she goes home. She's tucked into bed. The monster comes. By who? The monsters. No, she gets she gets home and for some reason like her mom like walks her to the room and like tucks her in or something like that. The mom is in on all this. I have a feeling the mom fucking knows. She sold her daughter to the monster in the closet. And then the monster comes. Um, oh, he does, huh? He, <laughs> he's not the only one. He comes and he, he gets her. He takes her to like this different. He takes her through the closet to like this different Ooh, room. It's like fans of the opera proceeds to get railed by all these monsters <laughs> the question is the monster in question what does he look like and what especially does his down there look like yeah there yeah. you go he's big he's furry, furry. kind of like wolf-like Ooh. wolf-like Ooh. i want to say that's new and then and then there's like this guy named bob <laughs> and he's like <laughs> It's that it's weird. This guy named Bob comes and he's like he more like human like, but like he's like huge and shit. I don't know. So he's a monster too. Supposedly he was a monster, but he's human like. Bob is one of the love interests with that name. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it was a weird little short yeah. monster book. Yeah, we love weird little monster books. We love them. It did the job. Not like the other novella I tried reading, The Breeding, The Vessel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah okay. like the Breeding that. novella. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It didn't hit the spot. Not like this one. Okay. This one was quick and smitty. Okay. Seth, do you want to go first or, or me? Um, I have a list of about six books. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go through them quickly. I'm not going to explain the story. I'm just going to give you the tropes and, like, the important oh, okay. details, like appendages and such. Okay. Um, um, it doesn't matter. I can go first and let's end with something fun. If you're your monsters. All right. Um, honorable mentions, just two on my list right now. So I have Not My Type by Evie Mitchell, which um, is a contemporary romance. And um, it's about a podcast host who's a sexologist. And she talks about accessibility in the bedroom on the podcast. Um, and she offers like tips and tricks um, for everyday life as well. So it's not just sexual advice. It's like everyday life um so she runs into a question where um a listener wants to know um like how can you incorporate bondage and like in the bedroom if like you know you are in a wheelchair or you have like other sorts of uh you know things that like in your life that maybe might not be as disabilities yeah um so she obviously doesn't know the answer to that um and her like herself being in a wheelchair she's like kind of like interested in that idea and so she goes looking and she finds Jay who actually runs classes on accessible bondage and um yeah things get hot and heavy like real fast with those two and this book does have instant emotions right off the bat but it's just like a really sweet contemporary read it was an easy read and it was just fun and I loved our heroine Frankie she was just such a great character um so that's one my second uh honorable mention is made which is a tv show on netflix um which i think you're watching us i saw my hot man raymond on your your uh, story there 
Anyways, so the story is about a young single mom named Alex who becomes homeless um, and barely making ends meet. This happens because um, she left her um, abusive ex-husband who was dependent on alcohol and he was just very emotionally abusive. Um, She finds a job as a maid and through that she learns how to stand on her own and also like be her own person. Um, And she tries to create a better life um, for herself while uncovering pieces of her past um, that kind of makes her look at her life, her own life differently. So, like, there's, like, things that she blocked off when she was a child that she only now starts to remember, like, going through this, like, emotional journey of, like, you know, coming back from being abused by your partner. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, this show was really important because it does, like, show the actual difficulties of, like, leaving one's abusive partner and, like, not going back. Because I feel like there's so many situations where, like, you go back and, like, the the cycle just continues on. Um, and it also shows you, like, the struggle of staying sober. I just feel like in media, we just see, like, oh, I stopped drinking and that's it. Like, I stopped using, that's it. But, like, in this show, you actually see the struggle of trying to stay sober. So I just feel like the show was really important in that. But also um, <clears throat> Alex's journey as a woman as well. Like, it was just such an amazing journey to receive. And also, yes, I can't forget the hot guy. Yeah, he was very hot. Um, Raymond, what was his name on the show again? It wasn't Joe, because that's his name in Ginny and Georgia. Nate. Yes, Nate. Oh, it's the same guy from that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on to what I'm going to call Marge's Monster Fucker and Weird Anatomy Report? All right. let's, Let's get to it. So. I've got six books for you that I read and enjoyed um, and wanted to share with you in case you're looking for a little short, smutty uh, monster book, monster fucker book to read. Um, So first book on my list is called Contagion by Amanda Milo. Oh, Um, This is for the alien lovers out there, but specifically for those who want really weird aliens. Like, think uh, Strange Love kind of alien, but the better version for me personally (laughs) Um, this book you guys is hilarious i honestly have not read a book this funny in a long fucking while i was laughing out loud uh simmy the alien guy he is so adorable and so funny and he's a germaphobe and he's constantly thinking about germs everywhere and getting freaked out about it. And uh, Aurora, the heroine, is, like, constantly trying to, you know, calm him down and be like, it's okay. Anyway, they were really cute. And um, his appendage is uh, of the sort that um, comes out, you know, like a little slit. Yeah, like with bloop. the slit. And bloop, bloop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bloop. Yeah. So I uh, really enjoyed that book. Is it a novella length or is it uh, like a full night, a full length novel? I th- think it flirts with being a full length okay i think okay um next is a book that i really enjoyed and this was a first for me uh given to the ghoul by desiree m nicoli i it was a first for me i had never read a book about a ghoul lover me either um was very into it um he lives in the desert with like his little community and um Essentially, if you're looking for a book that is, I will eat your enemies and bring their remains back to you as a present, this oh, is... So it's a cutesy that. book like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you killed them, you ate them, love that. Thank yeah, you. it's that vibe. 
my gosh. <laughs> this book is on my list, so I'm really excited. I was kind of savoring it or, like, saving yeah. it up for uh, maybe Halloween, like, close to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want uh, Halloween also right. love that um, this book has big, and the next one that I'm going to men- mention, have big... Um, Appendages? I'm about I'm oh. about to die, therefore I maybe I should just fuck the monster vibes, uh. like, energy about it. Oh, um like yeah. Yeah, so the next <laughs> book I'm going to mention is No Getting Older You by M.L. Yeah. Eliza. Yeah. This, again, has the girl, uh, Jacqueline, who is like, well, she so she falls into a cave, and then, you know, there's this ogre, big, green man, soft, softy, a real softy, um, who's living there. He's taking care of her because she broke her leg, and... Um, yeah, I mean, she's like, well, I'm probably going to die or be stuck here. So, like, I might as well. And I was like, yeah, girl, get the D. Get that big ass D. Because I will say with this book, like, he was described as so big that, like, sometimes she was like, oh, his finger touched me in that place. And I was like, bitch, his finger is fucking bigger than your head. How is that possible? <laughs> how how does that compute? Like, I, like, he's just, I don't know. Which makes me question. I want to know how big he was down there because of his finger right? was, like, literally the size of, like, a tree trunk. Her coochie, her whole coochie. What about the dick? What the yeah. hell? What about the thing? I, I, yeah, I was trying to figure that out as well. Um, never quite got there. As like, bitch, you're gonna get split in half or something. I guess like it hurts. They so made it good. work. Yeah, they made it work somehow. <laughs> they um, made it work for sure. Cause at some point she's lying on his like chest slash belly, and um, she mentions how. She's the entire length of his belly. Of so his I'm like, torso, but she's yeah. big, big. Yeah. Like, he's big, big. So how how does that fit? It doesn't fit. It can't fit. But anyway, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a romance novel. Um, it will fit for the sake of the plot. <laughs> it will fit. Um, the next one is That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. Um, I have mentioned this, but I think the episode in which I mentioned it will not be out for like another couple weeks so you know you'll hear about it then as well uh but really enjoy this one uh it's got demons the cover is a little deceiving because you're expecting like you know a cute little book with uh, a cute little demon and turns out this demon is like you know kind of feral in some ways um it was kind of sexy had a lot of dirty talk um nothing particularly special down there i would say oh by the way the the ogre had like a suction cup cup i forgot to oh, say yes. that but yeah right in the the good spot you know yes um, that was the book i was thinking <laughs> of i don't know why i mixed them up yeah uh really enjoyed that time i got drunk and saved a demon as well uh there's not much to say about it besides if you want a demon that's not too weird but also kind of kinky there you go um then i read and i actually just finished this one uh it's it's called claimed by the demon and dragged to hell by harpy alexa which i just think is the funniest title like dragged hell (laughs) this one is for those of you who want uh demons obviously but darker uh this has some non-con elements a lot of them uh, this demon has talked about raping women in the past and not feeling bad about it at all. Ew. Yeah, it is. It's one of those. 
um you know because he's like i'm a demon i don't fucking care i just take whatever i want humans and especially females are you know the dirt under my feet he mm, treats this a heroine like shite i need therapy guys why does that speak to me uh but this is you don't read this for the story guys you read this for the smut you know and it's it's a lot of edging like honestly 90 percent of it is edging. Great. we love and it then you finally get released because this fucking bitch meaning the demon this fucking bitch has been sucking her sexual um energy for like months so she's not she couldn't come she wasn't able to come for months and she was just like in like this heat like state where she was just constantly masturbating and couldn't come because he was sucking it out of her and using it to make himself stronger wow so yeah okay well um wow is it a novella or a full-length book that's a novella, like 85 pages. And then also, I should probably mention that his dick is so big that they're literally like, it's not going to fit. And it doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit. It actually does not fit. And he forces it in. <gasps> and she bleeds. <laughs> so we're starting this tonight, Seth? Yeah, I'm going to start this tonight. What about you? Are you going to start it tonight? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're starting it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> read it for the read it for the smut though um and lastly lastly but not you know last but not least on my list and this is a first on the podcast i read a comic a webtoon comic <gasps> which is called atnomen by illustrarian or something like that um this is the artist i believe who did the art for the orc book by uh, C.M. Nascosta. Ooh! Those illustrations. So he's a gargoyle. And the girl in the book, um, she, you know, is kind of alone in the world. And she's she's been talking to this statue who she believed was just a statue. And in her head, it kind of became her friend and whatever. One day, he actually, like, wakes up. But he's been waking up every night. <laughs> he just didn't tell her, like, hey, by the way, I'm kind of alive. Um, so he wakes up and she's like, oh my god, you're real. Um, so, you know, they start up this, like, relationship together and they're really cute. And I'm just gonna send you pictures because he's, like, monstrous, monstrous. Um, his face literally opens and it's just teeth. Like, it splits in, in half, and it's just teeth. And then he eats people. <laughs> but he doesn't eat her. Does he eat her, but in a different way? I wish he did. Um, and that's my next point. Uh, because look at how delicious he is. Oh, wow. But I feel like there is not safe for work content or on her patreon yes so that's my next point um so i am this is my appeal (laughs) to our listeners um there's a patreon on which there's a not safe for work art and um i'm gonna start a gofundme to have access to it (laughs) because i'm gonna need the the nsfw art for these two because i want to see what his dick looked like to be perfectly honest i want to know too oh my gosh um, i did find i did find these okay um, um can you send me the name of this webtoon so i can read it oh my what so yeah i want i want access to that oh I, i've seen the second one i haven't <gasps> seen it so um these are oh my gosh yeah so uh, anyways 
read it because there was a hot monster man in it um but to be honest like the art style is gorgeous like i really really love it and uh yeah i enjoyed it i don't think it's done though no i don't think it's completed okay um so so yeah have fun with that one and also also fund my gofundme page please (laughs) i would like to access the patreon (laughs) (laughs) can we get that going i know right (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was that. That's my list. That's all the monster books I had to talk about. Um, oh, and it's, it's at, at no men. I think that's how you say that. At no men? A-T-N-O-M-E-N. At no men. And and it's on Webtoon? Yeah, it is. For free! Except if you want the dick, then you have to pay for the dick, unfortunately. It's only fair, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's our catch up and chill for this week. Uh, do do you guys have anything else to add before we close um, this episode? Not really. No, I think uh, we said all we could. Yeah, I tried to like jam pack all the monster books that I've been reading here, just because I know that um, recently, or at least in the the coming weeks, there won't be a whole lot of monster books featured on the podcast yeah. because we are reading the um, Wallflower books, so we're aware of that. Um, it's just, you know, while we love monsters, our, um, the point of this podcast was to explore monsters within as well. And so it's important that we do that. And we wanted to do the wallflower books because we love it. So unfortunately for the next few months, not so many monsters, but I hope that, um, this episode gave you all the monsters that you needed. Yeah, but there will be more monsters in the coming episodes. Yeah. Sometime soon. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. 2022 will be full of monsters. Um, I'm sure. Ass is shaking her head, nodding her head, yeah. With a, with a smirk on her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you read any of the books that we mentioned today or watch any of the things that we've mentioned today, or you have a monster fucker uh, list of your own that you would like to share with us because you're like, this book is very good, actually. Uh, feel free to reach us online. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the RTM Pod, as well as on Instagram at uh, Romancing the Monsters Podcast. We're also on Gmail at Romancing the Monsters Podcast at gmail.com. TikTok is Romancing the Monsters Pod, and uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, just search for the name of our podcast, and you should be able to find us. Um, as for me, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at foes and lovers. And you can find me as on both Instagram and Twitter at but this book. And you can find me staff on both Instagram and Twitter at pros with woes. And also please feel free to leave any uh, rating or review on any of the podcast platform. It would mean the world to us if you could do that. Happy reading guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.